1: Uh, now, let's get into the Queensland side. Kalen Ponger at fullback. Selwyn Cobbo on the sting. What an incredible turnaround. I think we can all agree, Maddie, you as well, earlier in the year, we were all sitting here going, I don't know if he's ready for first grade yet. Correct? 100 100%. We all kind of felt that? Yep. We all kind of agreed maybe one or two weeks in reserve grade would do his confidence really good. Yep. And why damage him long-term because he's going to be a future superstar. That was our thinking. It's was like, this guy is a guaranteed superstar. We can see that. But I tell you what, he has turned that around so quickly and so incredibly. There is no way you could leave him out of the side. There's no way. Mate, I halfway through last
2: week, I, I was of the opinion it was probably too early. Mm. Now that I've seen him named there, and I think back to how young Billy was when he came into origin, and I think, fuck, he's going to have Dan Gagai standing next to him. I'm so scared of him. Yeah. As a New South Welshman, I'm petrified. Because you can see it, eh? You can see, you can see you and can you, see d- you don't know how it's going to happen, yeah. whether it's going to be an intercept, a loose ball, a kick, whatever the hell. You don't know how it's going to happen, but you know he's going to do something that you're not going to be able to handle. And man, I know we spoke about it a lot. <clears throat> round three, round four, honestly, I would have put him in reserve, great, just mm. to get his confidence back. Not as a punishment,
1: just to get his confidence back. Yeah, to be back. clear, no one was talking up Selwyn Cobo as much as we were yeah. at the end of last year. Like, we... Everyone knows. Mate, we,
2: we said in the preseason, that right edge could be the most
1: potent edge in rugby league. Literally. Literally. Like Stags Selwyn could be the best combo in the rugby league. Yeah. So there's no one as high on Selwyn as we were. And, mate, we, we spoke about it a few weeks ago,
2: and we all said we thought it looked like a turning point when he got out of the in goals a couple of weeks oh, yeah. ago. Yeah. I think it was against the Sharkies. And it really was a, a turning point. It was, mate. You, since you then. Saw, as soon as he played that ball, it was like he just said, fuck, I belong here. Not, not only do I belong here, mm. I should be having impact here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, look, I I feel the same way about Billy. This is why, as a New South Welshman, I sort of last year I was so confident because personally I thought they picked the wrong coach. Mm. I think it, I, I thought it should have been Billy from the start. I look at this Queensland team now, and a guy like Selwyn, you know, the last voice he hears before he runs out is going to be Billy fucking Slater. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah, I'm I'm very End worried about him. Jonathan Thurston, Cam Smith. Yeah. Right, you're gonna you're gonna have Slater getting the outside backs. You're gonna have Smithy getting the forwards and JT getting the halves. It's just like like find me better. Alan Langer's gonna be in the room too, honestly. Find me better guys. Yeah, that you could hear. And then from. like
1: you've got Hannah Hanna for the battlers, like the boys that you know they're not the the cream of the crop. They're the yeah. fucking dogs. in and, the middle. And these
2: are also a lot like like for, for you and me, a Inger would just be the um. But so these guys are all a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Like it is Slater, Smith, JT. These are the guys that they grew up. Yeah watching and idolising, I just...
3: I guess with Origin, it's like obviously less about coaching and more about who you'd run through a war for. Yeah,
1: it's about getting them up. I mean, Wayne and and Mal proved that. Yeah. That side was, honestly, there was three or four, maybe even five players in that Queensland side that were struggling to make, not because of like their teams were so good and they were literally struggling to make bottom eight sides. Coming to Origin, got the job done. And that's Um, where
2: a Smithy and these guys, they would have watched... Mal Meninga, mm. when they were kids, he was the Queensland guy. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Made um so massive congratulations to Selwyn, and and I think that it just proves that he's got that superstar. A bit. like only a superstar could have gone from making I think it was like eleven errors in two weeks, eleven errors in two weeks. They were shit errors too, and they were they nothing were like, errors. Yeah. Only a superstar that has greatness destined for him could turn that next week. Becomes the best, like one of the best wingers in the comp. Only a superstar can do that. And that's why Selwyn, in my opinion, injury free, he's destined for greatness. And
2: mate, as much as he doesn't say much, the more I hear him in interviews, the more I just love him. Yeah. He's just the most humble,
1: oh, yeah. down to earth kid. Um, that's the key. Honestly, yeah. the biggest challenge Selwyn will face is the rise to superstardom and fighting the world that puts you up on a pedestal and makes you forget that it's down here on the ground where you develop yourself as a player and a person. That's where you can't develop shit when you think that you don't need to do all the hard work that you did to get you where you are. The biggest challenge he will face will be gets comfortable, relies on his talent too much. And then he eventually, you don't see the first year because he's too good. He's too much of a superstar. It's the second and third year, all those bad habits that crept in because everyone kept telling him how great he was and that he was bigger than all the small things that you need to do. That's the biggest challenge Selwyn will cap. Matter of fact, it's the biggest challenge any superstar faces. It's that comfortable bed being great.
2: When, when you look at Cobo, and you know, obviously it's all happened very quickly. He's now playing Origin. If you had to make a prediction, what year do you think he will start as the Brisbane Broncos full-time fullback?
1: Mate, you know what I've realised with Cobo is... Normal people, us normal plebs, us normal peasants can't predict his greatness. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because he's working in a field that we don't understand. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, Not not that we don't understand, sorry. He's working in a frame, in a mindset that breaks the mold. So it's like Latrell, It's like Greg Inglis. And I hate to use them because someone's his own man. But you, looking at them play, you cannot deny the similarities. Um, these guys break what you normally think can happen. Like you sit there and go, you know, players that are big and strong, they're not that agile. GI comes along. yeah, And then you go, players that are 10 kilos, massive, honestly the frame of a front rower, they can't ball play. Then Latrell comes along. And I think that Selwyn all bets are off when it comes to predictions. Now, if there's one man that's going to make a prediction after saying all that, it's me. <laughs> I think that he will be playing fullback for the Broncos earliest next year
2: mm.
1: most likely the year after 24 yeah just uh, get, yeah. get some just get some contact and footy under his belt mate, can you imagine
2: Selwyn in 8 weeks time when he goes back to the Broncos full time and he's just spent 6 weeks with Dane Gagai like fuck I just, it's scary to think what he could do yeah I know and, and mate and that, that Broncos' right edge, we said it could be the most potent in rugby league. Because Tony Staggs is going to come back from six weeks of origin footy with those guys. Selwyn's going to come back from six weeks of this. Like, that team, I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Yeah.
1: Shock me. Don't talk but about Broncos. Don't talk long about people him. sook in the, sook in the <laughs> comments section. I like, I like what's crazy about the sooker bit. And, I, and I, look, it's, it's a few of but I think it is funny. I, th- I think most people can laugh at this as well. It's like you can go into the description, you can count the minutes and then you can compare it to other stuff and you can see that it's like essentially about the same as everything else. And there will still be in pe- like there were a couple of people in last week's comment section that said that I spoke about the Broncos for half the episode. <laughs> That's two hours. Anyway, it's, it, it Don't is Don't give funny. them what they want. Yeah. Don't give them what they want. Don't blah, That's it. I think it's funny. I find it, it hilarious. It is funny. Yeah. Um, because you know what? You know that it just comes from a place of like, I hate the Broncos. Oh. Like, I hate the Broncos. So you're like, bruh. Which most
2: of us do. So. Yeah, fair okay. call,
1: fair call. Um, Selwyn Cobo, mate, as I said, even, even last week I was a bit like, oh, is it too early? No, I think he's made for origin. Even if, even if he goes out and doesn't have the best game, I still think he deserves to be there.
2: Uh, I've been talking, just assuming he's going to be on the right edge. Do you see that? That they play him on the right and they play Xavier on the left?
1: Yeah? Yes. Yeah, I think so. It'd be so. too much to play to
2: play Cobo on the wrong side, wouldn't it, when Xavier's played both?
1: And, I, and like Xavier, he just – he hasn't really – outside of the first four or five weeks, he's been a bit quiet. Yes. Whereas like Selwyn, don't move the guy that's been tearing teams apart. Keep him in the spot that you need to keep him in, um, that, that, that he's going to get the best out of. So, yeah, I think you put him on his normal spot. Valentine Holmes at, at centre, I mean, the form he's – He's going to be so much better for a year under expelled at centre. And he's been outstanding. He's been probably... Do you think he's been the most consistent centre this year? I think he has been, yes. At least top three. From round
2: one to round 11,
1: yes. Yeah, he's definitely been up there. Who's
2: been more consistent than him? Well, that's what I'm trying to think. Stag started shit. He's gone great. Gagai had a couple of off weeks. Crichton, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, then I take into consideration that Crichton's in the best team in the competition. Yeah, sure. Sure. Val Holmes is in a team That we all thought Was going to be fighting For a spoon last yeah. year
1: It's it's crazy. It's He's kind of like What's interesting about The Valentine Holmes Dane Gagai It's like the old guard Versus the new Up and coming Now I know white has been around forever But I'm just talking about The outside backs You've yeah. got To'o uh, In saying that When I say old guard Maybe origin old guard Because mm. Tupou Hasn't played that much Origin for a while To'o is new Whiten hasn't played that much. Like Origin like an
2: experienced guard.
1: Yeah, because yeah. when you look at Valentine Holmes and Dan Gagai, we have to remember, these are two blokes that were a part of the fucking, a lot of the eight in a row. Eight in a row, yeah. Like that, That does that mean something?
2: That I, counts for something. I can't believe we're sitting here at Origin 1 and Queensland have named their team and I'm worried about their centres. Yeah. I remember a year ago thinking who, like. Who do you put there? I remember like we were you were picking Capewell and I was going, oh, they've done well to recover there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: I mean, Hamiso played there last year and killed it. I mm. thought he did really well in Game 3. Good to see him in the squad. We'll talk about him soon. But Gagai and Holmes, which centre pairing would you rather have? I think I'd rather have Queensland, to be honest with you. Which is crazy.
1: Yeah, right yeah, absolutely. Which you're right. I think at the start of the year, no one would have said that. But Dane Gagai and Origin Gagai. Like, I know people, you know, the Origin Gagai joke. But I think he disproved that this year. It was incredible at the start of the year. I also uh,
2: think, we like, as much as that's a joke, fuck, I reckon it's the ultimate compliment. That yeah. on the biggest stage, he consistently stands up. No matter who you put around him, what year it is,
1: doesn't matter. And he just he does things where you're going, what? Like, in origin? Yeah. People, I think a little bit of, like, not story, but I'll, people forget, Dan Gagai came through the Broncos system. Mm. And I was there when Dan Gagai came through the Broncos system. And he was touted essentially as Justin Hodges' long-term replacement. They wanted, he was the next big thing. They pushed him in probably a little bit too early. Um, I think he debuted round one at fullback. Dropped a couple of balls, but
2: I was, I was about to say, was he a guy that they looked at as a centre or a fullback? Like, where, where did well, you he, think was he was just land? that.
1: That he was the next big, the next big outside back for the Broncos. Back, yeah, okay. Because yeah. we had Justin Hodges. Kay had already moved on at that point. I'm pretty sure. You know, outside of that, Darius was gone at this stage. So this is around 2010, I think. Yep. You know, you've had Jarayi, but we didn't really know how he would turn out. He actually came into first grade, got dropped, came back in. So mm-hmm. even though he ended up turning into what he did, which was an absolute beast, it was actually Dane Gagai that was like the guy, the yeah. guy. Probably brought him a bit too early. On top of that, um, you know, like I, th- I personally think a few decisions like, yes, Dane Gagai, he might have been late to training here or there, but I just don't think he was, he was uh, treated – not unfairly. He was, he was treated fairly because, like, you, you miss training all that kind of stuff. You should be in trouble. But the right treatment. I, I think a coach like Wayne Bennett would have known exactly how to bring Dan Gaga through. Yep. Um, anyway, so Broncos end up he, – he's a guy that it doesn't get spoken about a lot. Broncos lost him. Like, literally, I think they released him midway through the year. Um, and they just I just don't know whether they had the experience to handle a guy like Dan Gaga. It obviously, he goes away and did what he did. But –
2: well, like, you've always been a team, the Broncos, whenever you've had good teams, you've you've always had a strike centre.
1: Yeah. Whether it be Renault,
2: whether it be Hodges, you know, and hopefully Stags is, is now starting to fill that gap. But, fuck, for the last five years, a gag would have been damn handy in that Oh, time.
1: man. Well, mate, the last 10 years. Imagine him at the Broncos the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so every, every club loses a player, but it was just really interesting that I think a lot of people forget that he really was the cream of the crop. He was coming through the Broncos system when... The Broncos were, you know, top dogs. Uh, Xavier Coates getting selected. Um,
3: Sorry, just on Gagar, I just want to point out, he's the only ever winger to win Man of the Series in origin.
1: Yeah. I mean, what an incredible it's record. not even his position. And Yeah, literally not even his position. That's an incredible you move to start. You out of your position
2: to the hardest position to win Man of the March, mm. let alone player of the Series. Unbelievable.
1: Uh, what year was that? What 2017,
2: you-
3: when Blues won Game 1 up yep. in... Thing And then they're up 16-6 six at halftime in game two at Sydney. And then Gay Gagai scored two. And then game three killed us. Fuck.
1: Oh, man. His highlights would be so hectic, I reckon. Just, like, think about his body of work. How much footy he's played. Um, Xavier Coates on the wing over Oates. Corey Oates. Thoughts on this decision?
2: Um, yeah, interesting one. I think Corey Oates has played well enough to be there.
1: Mm.
2: I agree with what you said. And I think, you know, I remember six weeks ago... Um, Xavier Coates had just arrived in Melbourne. He was going well, and you know, I remember us sitting here with Dorr and him talking about Melbourne wingers and the stuff that he's doing. and um, And I was so impressed with Coates at that point. Since then, hasn't played poorly, but he definitely hasn't been at his best. It's been extremely quiet. Yeah, and I, I think defensively, this is where New South Wales will go at them. Yeah, I think. Um, I'm trying to work out who's going to be on his edge. Will it be Tuper If he plays left side, it'll be our right winger. Now, so it'll be Brian Tyler. And Cotone.
1: So, do you think that he's been selected because of his aerial prowess? Because that's one thing he has continually been good at, like catching yep. crossfield bombs.
2: He has, yeah, but it's not like Corio is a slob in the air. Mm. That's why, yeah, I just think Corio Oates coming out of your own end. Uh, Xavier Coates, he, he has improved coming out of his end this year, but he's still not at the level of a Corio. Oates. Oates. coming out of his end has been. Corey Oates gets 200 metres a week and his centre doesn't pass him the football. <laughs>
3: Hang on, are we certain that is going to play on the left? I would we,
2: assume so. Right.
1: Yeah.
3: Either,
1: either way.
2: Yeah. Either
1: way. Yeah. Selwyn Cobo is good in the air as well. So, like, someone's jumping on top. Yeah. Even, like, top has proven, like, have you ever seen a game where Toto has just yeah. been, like, constantly out-jumped? I really haven't. Yeah, exactly. um, anyway, I think this selection is more like a future selection. I think Billy Slater sat down and gone, look, If I get Xavier Coates playing at his best, he can definitely play as good as Corey Oates. We'd all agree there? Mm. Xavier Coates at his best can be as good as Corey Oates? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if I get him in early, I can have him for the next 10 years. Whereas Corey Oates, he's about 29, maybe 30 this year. Could you check that? So I think that Slater has just gone the route of like, look, he's young, we can develop him.
0: Corey Oates is
3: 27.
1: 27! Fuck me. He's been around forever. Okay, that, that throws a spanner in the works. Yeah, look, Billy must see something that we don't see. Corey Oates, okay. To be fair, though, Corey Oates has had a couple of errors here and there in the innings game. Isn't it crazy, like,
2: if Coates was still at the Broncos, one of Corey Oates, Cobo, or Coates isn't playing first grade? I don't know which one it would be. I've got to make a fair
1: argument for all three of them. What's, you know what else is, like, super interesting? Is when Coates signed for the Storm... It was disaster. Broncos fans were sitting there going, we've lost our best young talent. I cannot believe it. It was disaster. Now Broncos fans are sitting there going, you know. No one's talking about it. We are glad we didn't have to pay him a huge contract. And, and again, that's not to say Coates has gone and played terribly. It's just to say that if we had to pay a massive amount for him, it wouldn't have been good for our salary cap. We just can't afford it right now.
2: And like, like <laughs> Coates, he hasn't been spoken in that same degree of, you know, a Luttrell or a G.I., but he hasn't been far off at the last few years.
1: Well, initially, he was right he up was there. He was right with, up yeah, there with yeah, those guys, sure, yeah.
2: And sure. I think Corey Oates has done such a good job. Corey Oates has been there and done it before. Mate, I'll, I'll be honest. I always look at Corey Oates and think, I always feel like he's he's close to a drop ball. That's mm. what it's felt like to me for the last eight years. This year, mate, I'm so confident in him that he would do a job there.
1: Yeah. Um, but I understand... <clears throat> Do you, think, do you think Billy's term? gone? The he's young. We yeah. can build him long term. I think so. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, I think Xavier Coates can play the same style that Corey Oates can. Mm-hmm. So I think Billy says is backing his ability to coach him up to where he needs to be.
2: And I think obviously Xavier Coates is at Melbourne. Billy's had a bit to do down there. Yeah. I think he would have been in constant communication with Craig Bellamy, seeing yeah. where he's at. So. Um, yeah, um, it, it doesn't shock me, but I, I, similar to Fox, I feel sorry for Corey Oates because I think he's done enough to play. No, but there.
1: Interesting, interesting. Um, but I, I, yeah, as I said, I think Xavier absolutely has it in him to have a cracker. And I think that we're not even seeing his potential yet.
3: And also he's got either, it'll be the Gagai or Holmes looking after him as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, the first six games or so, he was really fucking good. And we're all sitting here going, Xavier Coates, wow. Yeah.
2: We, we, we sort of got sidetracked by the wingers and the centres. As a New South Welshman, I know he hasn't played his best footy this year, but KP, whenever he's played Origin, he's played bloody well.
1: Mm. What like, I can tell you for sure is Billy is excited to work with and You
2: look at what the the impact <clears throat> Billy Slater has had on every fullback that's come after him at Melbourne, whether it be Drinky, whether it be Husey, whether it be Pappenhausen, you name it, the positive impact he's had on all of them. Give him a couple of weeks with KP. KP might not be playing his best footy, but if you're going to tell me he's not talented, you're fucking
1: kidding yourself. Mate, to be honest, the footy he's played in a side that's just been nowhere near their best has still been good footy.
2: Mate, if he he gets a Billy Slater that puts his arm around him, which he will, I'm terrified of KP.
1: I I think KP's in for a big series. So do I. I really do. I think it's going to be such a breath of fresh air to get away from the current situation of the Knights and to get in, and this is no disrespect to any club players. Matter of fact, I was a club player. I didn't play Origin, so... You know, I'll be talking about myself. But Kalen to get around other elite, 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 the best, the tippity-top, I think that's just going to just bring him up a bit, just yeah. square his shoulders back a bit and go, oh, you know what? I don't have to be the main guy that does everything. I can just fucking enjoy footy. Um, and I think at Newcastle too, Like, I just think they've really
2: struggled to get him in good spots with the ball. I think yeah. it, uh, Whereas this side, he's just going to be putting so many opportunities with, with Munster and with DC. Yeah. He's just... Yeah, mate. As I said, as a New South Wales fan, I'm very worried about KP. I think he's going to go on a tear during this series.
1: Yeah. So, look, I agree with, you know, I would have probably had Corey Oates there, but I don't – it's going to sound – doesn't make sense. I don't disagree with Coates being there. So I agree essentially with every single selection in that back line. Um, Now, uh, uh, Cameron Munster, obviously. Cherry Evans, obviously. Pretty big in. Tino starting front row. Thoughts?
2: Yeah, this didn't overly surprise me. I don't really think he is a 13, realistically. I think he's just, you know, similar to what we saw five or six years ago, old school front rowers playing 13. Not that he's an old school front rower, but I I would have picked him in the front row. Um, I thought that in a couple of games that have been just shit fights for the Gold Coast Titans, I think he's always been great. And I thought on the weekend he was fantastic as well, Tino. So this is where I would have picked him personally.
1: Totally agree. I would have picked him in eight. I think he's an eight, and out, and out eight. And I think on the weekend he was, you know, yes, he made a couple of, you know, poor decisions, especially that short kickoff. Bro.
2: But he, it's it's ridiculous that he's making those decisions. He's a 21 year old front yeah, roller. Yeah, that's Just,
1: crazy. It's that's you know what if Fogarty was there. I know we harp on it. Sorry, sorry, Titans fans, but if a senior player was in that spine, they would have said. Right. Nah, bro.
2: If a year ago Fogarty was there, he would have said, "What the fuck are you talking He's about?" Like, no. Bro.
1: If a year in advance Kieran Foran was there, he would have said, "No." have said, "Bro, no. Nah, let's just get down that's there just, and defend." Yeah. That's- um. Anyway, I don't. We shouldn't. I shouldn't even brought that up because the outside of that, Tino was outstanding, yep. and he has been. Like, yes, he has an error or two in his game, but I think that more comes from trying too hard. Because he has to. Yeah. Because he's the only guy. Like, he not the only guy, but he really is the guy' But he's the title. guy. He's the guy. Yeah. And he's constantly working. I think he's going to be outstanding for Queensland. Massive congratulations to Tino. And what a credit to him. He's still only 22 years old. Front row for Queensland. Incredible. Um, now, obviously Josh Pappalea's in, but we've got to talk about it. We've got to talk about it. A huge, huge, clearly tactical call. Ben Hunt wins the starting spot from Harry Grant, who was named at fourteen. What are your thoughts on Benny Hunt at nine starting?
2: I reckon you've been chewing Smithy's ear off just quite. <laughs> <laughs> now you've been saying this for a couple of weeks, and uh, I, I would have had Ben Hunt. I, I would have picked Ben Hunt in the 14 grand than the nine, but now that I'm looking at it, mm. I can see... What they're planning on doing, I, I think it will be a good move. Mm. I just, I'm such a, uh, I think, Maddie, you you, you you got the Daly M count there. How's he traveling?
3: So he's first and first by a while. He's on 19 and second's so he's on not 70. first. He's not equal first. He's outright first. Who's second? <laughs> uh, I'll get it up. I don't know. I'll get it up. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've been saying it for a long
2: time, but fuck, if you. We've got the Daly M
1: leader in nine.
2: Yeah. Mate, well, this – okay, here's a controversial one for you. There's three hookers that are going to play next Wednesday night. I think Queensland's got the best two.
1: Yeah, form-wise, yeah. Yeah, I, I would uh, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I which think there's is a fair good.
2: argument that Ben Hunt might be the best of them. In origin? In origin.
1: Mate, every time he
2: plays for Queensland, I don't care what anyone – drop ball, 15, say so, so whatever the fuck you want – he is an absolute weapon, and every time in origin he stands up. He had that one game where he had a shocker where he was forced to play 5'8". Yeah. He's not a 5'8". Mm. He's a 9. Sometimes he's forced to play half back, and he brains it there. At club level, he's leading the Dalian medal count out of position, in my opinion. When he gets into 9 for Queensland,
1: he absolutely terrorises. Imagine him around the ruck, how good he's going to be. Like, uh, I, I think this is a massive stroke. Especially with stroke. this, packs, know, like this Tino pack, Tino and
2: Papali and them. I, I, I love Ruben it. Ruben Cotter
1: working with him around the ruck there. I think it's a mass stroke from Billy. I, I, I've been saying this for a while. I just uh, – with Grant, I just think his running game is so good. Let's not take away from it. Let's not make him get through all the shit work because you know that if Grant does start, you know Freddie's spotting him up to yeah. get him tight. And in the big games that Harry Grant has
2: stood up, which is that origin game, he came off the pine. He came in late yeah. and he dominated. So,
1: And in the games that he's played poorly, unfortunately, you know he was starting. like He played – you know Grant – Next best hooker, incredible. But he did miss 10 tackles the other weekend yep. in a huge game. And also that prelim game, he did struggle. When, when they lost cheese and he kind of lost his bearings a little bit because he didn't have that kind of duo to work with, he struggled a little bit. So his best game has been off the bench. And I think because Harry Grant is destined for greatness, we forget he's still only in his third year of NRL. He's in his third year of NRL. This Put it this way, in another 80, uh, another 12 months he's probably going to be ready to go 80 minutes in origin. But I just think for now, especially with the little injury that he's had as well, he's going to miss a couple of weeks. Um, I think this is a masterstroke from... I also think, I think when I, think. I
2: look at that side, like I love Harry Grant, um, but you look at that forward pack: Tino, Papali, Kate, Will, Cotter, Collins, Carrigan, Nanai... Mate, ben Hunt has played one game of footy of like he hasn't played that much footy with them those mm. guys. Whereas Ben Hunt has been in and around these guys um, for a very very long time now. So he's a leader. Oh, I
1: love this. He's a leader. He's a leader. A leader.
2: He's played with these forwards. He only, he's played with these halves. I just well look at this I spine. Look at
1: this spine. We've got Ben Hunt, Kalen Pong, Cam Runcher, DCE. Like that is an origin experienced spine. Even Kalen Ponga's played a fair few games.
3: I'm also pretty sure that Ben Hunt's won Queensland Player of the we- Player of the Year two years out of the last three.
1: Yes, I think he has actually. Yeah. I think he has. Um, and like Kalen, he's been around that Queensland team for what three or four years now. Yeah. So you look at that spine, and you go, that's an experienced spine. They've got the spine to get it done.
3: If they, it's funny. People forget Kalen's only play, played four origins, and if you look at those four origins, the be, the first was obviously the debut where he came off the bench. John said it was the best ever debut. The next game was in Suncorp Game One, where he set up a try with a cutter on the left and a, cu- a try with a cutter on the right. And they were talking about him being a better fullback than Teddy. Yep. Game game. The next game was in Perth, so outlier. And then the last game was the decider when they won. So KP's been great in Origin. I know. I, I just
1: it's the double-edged sword with KP because he is the biggest superstar in the game. Unless he is killing it, you're going to forget all the great stuff he's done. Uh, and so, yeah, with this spine, I think the, the Ben Hunt starting at nine is a masterstroke. Just think about the... It just makes you feel safe as a Queenslander. Um, and, and also, it excites me because I, I want Harry Grant coming on and just doing what he loves to do. Mm. And that's get out, just constantly pester. And then if he gets gassed, boom bring him straight off, and then pull him back on if you need to. So I think it's a masterstroke. Um, and, and I think it's, it's perfect for Harry's development. He gets a whole nother year learning about origin, feeling it out. Because everyone knows, we all know Harry Grant's going to be the hooker for Queensland the next, you know, decade, most likely. unless Reed Mar- I mean, Reed Marty's playing some pretty bloody good footy. Um, but I think Harry Grant is going to be hard to take out of that spot.
2: If for whatever reason if Ben Hunt was out injured suspended whatever would you have gone with Reed to start and
1: Harry off the bench? Well, that's a hard one. I think I think you probably would because you can't bring Reed off the bench. He's yeah, got to start. Yeah, he he yeah. get him through the tough work. It's a yeah. That's a really tough one because I think you, you're basically you're asking the same question in the sense that Reed, you don't know how he's going to go at Origin. Harry, you don't know is he going to play well. 80 minutes in the middle there. So I would be m- more – it would be a harder question to answer for me. But because Ben Hunt's so experienced and we know he's going to play good, I think it's a really smart move putting him at nine. Um, and I just think the, the good thing about Harry and Ben Hunt being at nine is we have two of the best ball-running nines in the comp yep. constantly at ya, Like you cannot escape it. Every set, every moment of the game, you have to be worried about the number nine.
2: Is there a moment where they're both on the field at the same time? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I think so. Okay. I think they go to they go to Ruben. Mate, I want you to work your absolute dick off. Yeah. Uh, if you get tired, we'll bring Harry on and oh, we'll either move Bruce. He'll get himself knocked out before he's tired. properly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'll just think that they'll rotate Paddy Carrigan and Lindsay Collins through the middle. Yeah, okay. Um, I think Paddy Carrigan has been selected as a front rower. Yep. Uh, because they've got Harry Grant as a smaller man on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, we'll get to that. So, yeah, I think it's a masterstroke stroke by Queensland. I think Benny Hunt has proven it in origin. He plays so good at number uh, nine. We've got Kurt at 11. Kafusi at 12. Ruben Cotter at mm. 13, starting. We have to give you flowers, Guru. You said at the start of the season that Cotter would play origin. Did you say start origin? Well,
2: mate, I actually went back and listened to the tape about a thousand times this morning. <laughs> um, you said to me... You said to me, "What do you think you, you'll pick him at thirteen over a Jair?" And I said, "No, no, I'd have him on the bench." So I, I thought he'd be a perfect seventeen, mm. um, mate. <laughs> I was so fucking high on him as he's exceeded my expectations. Yeah,
1: I think he exceeded it. Like, oh. you know, I, I thought, I thought in a couple of years, and I might have even said that in the the thing. I thought maybe in a few years, but I don't. Yeah. I didn't predict him.
0: Mate, he just needed a good injury run. Yeah, he just. He-
2: He's so he's just tough as nails, you know. He uh, and I, you know, I said it a few weeks ago, and I once again, I yesterday, I didn't expect him to be the starting thirteen, mm. but I, I think Billy would be looking at him, going, "This is Dallas Johnson mm. all over." I just <coughs> need him on the field.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I probably would have had Paddy Carrigan as my thirteen. So would I. Yeah. But now that I look at it, and I and I go, okay, well, what is Billy thinking? And I go, well, what is the new style of footy? It's high pace. It's around the ruck. It's laterally, you've got to be good. If you're not good laterally around the ruck, you know, you're going to get done. And so what I think Billy has done is gone, I'm going to get a smaller 13 in there to completely patch that place up. Like, so that we're not getting done laterally around the ruck. As soon as they get quick play the balls, we've got a guy in there that is essentially the same size as their smaller outside backs. Yeah. And I think like a guy like Paddy, if there is one knock on Paddy, is sometimes laterally he can be a bit slower. He's a, Cause he's such a big body. Um, So, for what you lose in oomph when it comes to running, and Paddy Carrigan's running, ball running is probably a bit better than Reuben Cotter, in my opinion. Yep. I think you get that back in laterally defence. Cotter's going to be an absolute... He made 63 tackles, didn't miss one on the weekend. (sighs)
2: Yeah, he's a freak. He's an absolute... And I I think as well, you know, I I, I agree with you. I think Carrigan's uh, running, like, he's got a bit more punch to him than Cotter, but I I don't think there's a a gaping hole between them. I also look at those two edges, and they're the two edges I would have picked, Catewell and Kafushi but they don't really have that explosiveness yep. on those edges. They are, they're, <clears throat> you know, I, I personally think Felice is the best defensive back row in rugby league. Mm. I don't think Cable's all, all that far behind him either, but I just think that having a Cotter there or a Carrigan, whichever one you went, but I understand the Cotter move. I, I just think that they need that little bit of extra yeah. through the middle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, congratulations to Cotter. He's had so many injuries over the last few years. He came through as a hooker. Mate, move to lock. Now, now he's a front row for the Cowboys, and that's I reckon that's what, over the last few weeks, has made Billy go, he's my guy, because imagine being a hooker, and then a year later, they're like, hey, you're going to play front row. Yeah. Can you make it 60 tackles and get belted <gasps> through the middle? And he just goes, yeah, fuck it, give me a jersey. Let's go.
1: And I, I, I totally agree, and I think what is good about Ruben Cotter is he represents what Queensland's about. You're small, but you're a fucking battler. You punch above your weight and you go all day long. Like, there's a never-say-die attitude. And I, sometimes you just need the heartbeat of your team. And as you said, like a Dallas Johnson, they're not going to get the raps that KP get, Munster gets, Selwyn Cobo. but they're the heartbeat. You they're, want them in the trenches. But you yeah. want them in the yeah. trenches. You know there's not a single person in that entire squad that wouldn't want Cotter beside them. In the 75th minute, on their line, New South Wales is coming in.
2: And you know what? If Cotter was a foot taller... He might not have that same impact. Yeah. But there, there is something about him being that body shape that he is, that he mm-hmm. plays so far above his weight. I just think
1: cattle dog when I see him. Yeah, mate, 100%. I think cattle yeah. dog. And I know that's a, you know, a New South Wales call, but I think that. I just think a little fucking mongrel.
2: Yeah. Uh, he's one of those guys that he would have been as good as 2022 as he would have been in 1980. He yeah. would have been as respected in Absolutely. that entire time, which I love about him.
1: Yep. So I think it's a really, really good selection um, by Billy. What's interesting is it's probably in both sides. There's really only one selection we probably disagree with, and that's probably Coates for Queensland over Oates mm. and Whiten uh, sorry, Crichton starting instead of because I think we agreed that Will, Whiten was going to get that centre position. Yeah. Um, probably Crichton over Hines for 14. So it shows you that there's not that much, uh, I guess, difference between most people's expectations as to who would get selected. Would well, get I'm them. just
3: going to say I, I'm personally, I, I think I'm just on team Crichton ahead of Heinz personally i know i'm probably oh, so in the minority you think, so you do agree with Crichton? At I, I agree with crying to cover the all to cover the positions, positions. just yeah. that 2020 series is just ringing in the back of my head
1: yeah okay yeah. and you reckon Freddie's sought that too
3: Freddie saw that too and because of that whole thing where he's come onto the field he wins he's won the moment a few times last year in the finals yeah so i'm personally cool. i'm bare team Crichton,
1: i can i can see that logic like that makes sense to me so like i uh, it's not like i can sit here and say well i mean we don't know whether it's right or wrong because we're, we're, we're going to find out can i
2: ask maddie if you if you're happy with Crichton at fourteen, would Whiten have been your pick in the
3: centres? No, so yeah. I I would have liked Crichton at centre, but I'm not kicking stones over that at all. Okay, yeah, yeah right. mm, not okay. much of a difference anyway. Well, do really, we, what about yeah.
1: the Coates one? Do you do we will we all have picked Oats instead of Coates for now, or are we're all okay with Oats? Coats I, I probably
2: would have picked Corey Oats, but my gap between Oats and like I, am not as upset by that decision. Yeah. I understand where Billy's going. Yep. Uh, with that
1: one. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd say that. Like I, I agree. I, I would have picked Oats. Now that may be a Broncos bias in me, though. Like it may be because I watch, I mean, I watch both games, but I watch Broncos more intently. Um, I mean, no, nah, actually, don't. I watch, I watch them pretty. I take notes. So actually, I watch them all, but. I agree with you, too. I don't think there's that much of a gap between...
2: Which is why I don't have a huge issue with it. Yeah. And, like, I think if Xavier Coates was at, honestly, any other club, I reckon Oates probably gets picked.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I I do think that what's interesting is Coates and Oates have a very, like, Coates is probably a little bit bigger, but they're kind of a similar body shape. Yeah. Big, rangy uh, players, but... So, so, but really they're our only points of contention at the moment so far with the squads. Yeah. And is there anyone else that stood out for you so far?
3: Maybe Angus Crichton missing out.
1: Yeah. I, you know what? I probably would have had him on my bench at least, at the very least.
3: Oh, I've got one more in this team, which okay.
1: we'll touch on. Okay. All right. We'll get to the bench. So we at Harry Grant at 14. we got Lindsey Collins at 15, Patrick Carrigan. And was it you that I brought up, Nanai? And, and, or was it HSP that I brought up, Nanai? And they were like, way too young, way too young. Anyway, I thought Nana was a smoky, but then I got kind of talked out of it. Mm. But Nana gets selected. Thoughts? This is the one guy that I think this weekend he played
2: himself into that team. Mm, okay. He made 51 tackles for the mm. Cowboys last wow. weekend. I didn't and know that. Mate, eight weeks ago we were sitting here going, you yeah, know, he made 25, but he missed 10. Yeah. He's got a lot to work <clears throat> on. I, I think for Nani, them playing the Panthers last week might have been a, a, a little blessing. Oh, I don't okay. think before last weekend he was going to be in the side,
3: to be honest with you. Yep. Okay. But personally, but, he, wasn't, he wasn't in my team if I was going to pick it. He
2: wasn't but in my team yesterday, to be honest. That's with what that. I'm saying. Yeah. But
3: they've picked him on the same logic they've picked Cobber. Yeah. So you can't really debate it that much, can you? Would you have picked him?
1: I, I really like Jairo and Origin.
2: So do I. I, I think Jairo is very hard done, boy. Yeah.
1: But I, Honestly, yeah. I would have waited a year. I I know I said he was a smoky. I probably just would have waited one more year. Uh, I just think that – I don't know. I would have gone Arrow or Flegler off the bench. Probably Arrow. I just – I like him at origin. He's a mongrel. He gets amongst it. And I think now I like – he's going to play origin for sure. No one can deny that. You know, my concern is, is like if he comes on and and let's say his first run doesn't go that great, is he going to have the confidence to just keep going? He probably will because he's a gun. Um and look, no one's rapped Nano more than me, but maybe just a year too early, I maybe. Waited.
2: Yep. I waited, yeah. I think that his game against Penrith pushed him
1: pushed in Pushed him there. in, because 51 tackles on an edge is pretty incredible. Yeah. And we'll get to the Cowboys game, but that the ironic thing about that is they were soundly beaten, like absolutely dominated. But I still believe the Cowboys can take a lot of it's positives like out of that, like a that. heap away from that game. I think two things. Actually, we'll get to it, we'll get to it. Yeah,
2: um, I, I think his game on the weekend has pushed him, in him into that
1: side. Yeah, so look, massive congratulations to Nanai. Now, I think to be clear for both of us, we're not saying he doesn't deserve to be there at all. He has played outstanding this season. I think it's more just like just the age we're a bit worried about.
3: And man. also, we're not really used to Queensland. This is probably the only example of them not picking and sticking. I know Jiren missed the game three last year, but... I guess that's a bit I just, of a shock I, too.
1: I think the worry, the cons, not the concern, but maybe that what's gone against Arrow is just the form at the Rabbitohs. And, you know, at the Titans when he was playing, he stood out every week in a bad side. Yeah. Whereas at the Rabbitohs, he's not really, he's still having some impact for sure, but he just, he's not playing great in a bad side. And I think that may have hurt his, you know, um, case a bit. Was Moe foot
2: available for selection? I think so. I thought oh, he was your best forward his, last
1: he year. He did the ankle,
3: didn't he? By the way, I forgot to bring up. Uh, NL physios is reporting that Fafita's out for three weeks. David Fafita. What? Yeah. With what? Uh, it's His very, very minor injury to his MCL that he just injured.
1: So he redid it?
3: Yeah, in a very minor way, yeah.
1: Well, three weeks isn't minor. Two, it's...
3: two to three, yeah. yeah.
1: Wow. So is that saying
3: they rushed him back? Yeah, wow. very
2: possibly, yeah, sure. Wow, yeah. wow.
3: Let me get the exact tweet.
2: I personally don't think there is anything that Fafita could have done on Friday night to get into this team. Might be controversial.
1: No, I, I agree. I think that uh, just match fitness, like he, I think he needed
3: a few games under his belt.
2: I think he could have come out and had one of his 3 try tri-performances and still not made this too. Yeah. Okay,
3: so NRF is here saying that it's a low-velocity aggravation of the recent sprain. However, re-injury risk for MCL sprains is low. Most... Mostly a contact injury in nature, so a bit of bad luck for Fafita.
1: So just bad luck. Yeah. Okay. I do know Billy was very gun ho on like match fitness, of of picking a side that had got a lot of matches under their belt. Unless they're, you know, a full blown veteran, had a lot of matches under their side because Queensland kind of felt last year that that was their biggest mistake. It was picking players that hadn't played in a long time and and you know match fitness rah. rah whereas this year you go through this team. You know, I think most of them have played at least 80% of the games this season.
2: But, I mean, are, are there any of, of these, like, are there any guys that they could have brought in that haven't played? I mean, I, 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 obviously Fafita's <coughs> one of them.
1: Well, for Fafita, Foto Waker. he's injured. He I missed reckon Mowi I
2: know he's injured, but it, it felt like he was a little bit
1: on the outer a few weeks ago. Yeah, maybe. I
2: thought he was your best forward last year.
1: Oh, he was our best forward in the, definitely game one. He was definitely the best forward game one. I
2: thought that 2020 series, he was incredible too, mm. the one that you won.
1: Yeah, the positive for Queensland though is that most of the eighteen have played most of the season or the seventeen. Uh, but yeah, massive congratulations to Jeremiah and I. Uh, again, it's kind of like the Selwyn Cobbo situation. Even if they don't go out and play well, they're still go- we know they're going to be there in the future. So stick with them. I think that they'll. Um, I think they'll do a good job though.
2: Would you have picked Lindsay Collins on the bench?
1: I would have almost gone Lindsay starting. And the only reason why I wouldn't have is because he's been in and out with injury this year. I, I would pick Lindsay Collins on the bench. What about yourself?
2: Yeah, yeah I, I was a bit worried that he could be a guy. Go- I wouldn't have been surprised to see him miss and Flegler get that spot. Mm. Uh, I just think Collins, uh, he's done the job before, no doubt about it. Coming off an ACL, I think that he's been good for the Roosters without being great. Mm. Uh, I just thought that going up to that pace of origin might have been
1: a bit much. Do you think Flegler... Is a little bit of a risk with, you know, does tend to give away, you know, penalties and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah put on a yeah. report and shit. no
2: doubt about it, yeah. Um, in saying that, I, I thought that Jairo probably would have been in – I thought Jairo would have been in this team. Mm. I, I I probably would have had him before Lindsay as well.
1: See, I, I think Flegler is going to be perfect for Origin. I think he suits it. Like, I know that he gets put on a report, rah, rah. But he's so fucking aggressive. And that's what you want in Origin. As long as it's controlled. And let's be honest here,
2: Origin isn't the same.
1: It's Yeah, you don't get anywhere near the same No, It's not the same. It, yeah. It's
2: looked at differently. Whether it should or shouldn't be, whatever, it is.
1: Yeah. So congratulations to Selwyn. Congratulations to Nanai. You, you've you absolutely earned that jersey. We yeah. can cl- absolutely say that Selwyn Cobbo and Nanai have earned every every piece of that jersey. So congratulations to the boys. Um, Xavier Coates obviously debuted already. Who else are we talking debutant? Massive congratulations to Ruben Cotter, another man. Mm. What I love about all three of these selections is that they've all had to face some kind of adversity to get that jersey. Like Selwyn Cobbo, good example. Superstar in the making. Has a couple of bad games. Has to turn it around. Ruben Cotter gets put out of position. Turns around, turns it into his position. Jeremiah and defensively at the start of the year, a bit suspect. Turns it all around. Also a teenager, so great stuff by the boys. Thoughts on the great Tom Dearden at eighteen?
2: Well, mate, I reckon this is one of the great. Uh, to, to think, not one only of the great turnarounds. Not only did the Broncos feel like they didn't need him last year, they didn't want him.
1: All didn't of even side, offer him
2: a contract. Didn't even bother. Yeah, he got treated like like he came in as the next elf. It wasn't that long ago that he was going to be the next thing. Brisbane, you know, and and granted, they've made the right call. They've got Reynolds in there. It's worked for them. But he's gone up to North Queensland,
1: a team that... To be fair, though, Dearden and Reynolds would be a fucking great combination. For sure. And they could have afforded to keep him as well. Yeah, but, and
2: respectfully to you, would Deirdre have become the same player in... I just think he he was stuck in a bad spot. I think
1: too much damage was done, for sure. He became the
2: scapegoat, and it is what it is. He's gone up to North Queensland, uh, a team that I thought would really struggle off the back of him and Chad, they've done incredibly well. Well, so. just,
1: just back to that point with the Broncos, I th- actually think that those few years stunted a lot of their growth mm. and we're only seeing their growth happen now. Yep. Think about all these young forwards. They're only just turning into the forwards they need to be and that's after a year and a half of Kevies, you know, the whole new system being brought in. When you look at that whole pack coming through those couple of years, like I think you could argue nearly every single player Growth mm. was stunted. Yep, you know, That's which fair. Is, you know. Whereas Dearden, yep. it's it's a year and a half since Dearden essentially had left. Now he's finally coming through it and finding himself. You know what I mean? And, and I think as well, like it stunted the growth of some of those forwards,
2: stunting the growth of a front row compared to a halfback. Oh, mm-hmm. you're miles
1: apart there, massively miles Absolutely. apart. Um, so yeah. so what, what were you saying then? Before I cut you off, sorry, I've lost
2: it. But just oh, I just think it's a great knock by Dearden to be, you know, one man out of a. <coughs> Origins. I mean, if if DC or Munster was injured, just didn't play. Or do they go for a Brimo? Do they move Ben Hunt into the heart? Like, I reckon if Munster went down, I reckon they'd consider Deirdre. Mm.
1: If DC went down, you play Hunt, but. What do you reckon this says about Sammy Walker? Because if you said at the start of the season, Tom Dearden is going to be selected as 18th man before Sam Walker, people would have said, you're off your head.
2: Oh, for sure, but. I think this season, I think he's earned that opportunity. Well, I love
1: Sam Walker's. I think he's leading Roosters in the dallying.
2: Yeah, but I, I think Dearden's played better this year. To be honest with you, you reckon? Yeah, I think he has. Yeah, I think he's a better defender too, and I, I just think he's he's a little bit more suited to Origin at the moment. He takes on the line mm. uh, more, so I'm, mate. I'm all for this Dearden pick. You know, whether Sam Walker gets picked tomorrow. Or in two years. You know he's going to be a gun. You know he's going to be here eventually.
1: Because the reason why I bring up Sam Walker is like, it seems like he's a six. And Munster isn't going anywhere soon. Whereas Sam Walker is a seven. Mm. Well, I know he's uh, currently playing six, but probably a a seven. seven. Yeah. So would it be more prudent to bring him into the squad to Because DC will most likely retire before Munster? And again, yeah, this is not my opinion. This is just yeah, questions. Yeah. Oh, I reckon
2: they'd also be looking at Deirdre and going, you know, if something was to happen to Ben Hunt, obviously Harry Grant's carrying an in, injury into this. I think he, he could be a good 14 as well. <laughs> okay. I'd rather be carry him as a extra nine than I would um, carry Sammy Walker.
3: Sammy Walker.
1: Yeah. What was that? What were you going to say, Matty?
3: No, I was just going to bring up Dearden before. So he, remember he had that, I don't want to bring this up, but like he had that really long streak of not winning games at half. Like it was like 20-something. Since he broke that streak last August – while well, starting in the halves at half, I got five eight. He's won nine of thirteen games.
1: Far out, and he was literally didn't didn't foxer that something put up like a thing of like how many games he'd lost. Yeah, in a it was row? a graphic. It was yeah,
3: it, was, it was shocking, but like it, it had all these L's and whatever. Then he won one game at the back end of last year, and ever since then it's nine from yeah. thirteen. Fox
1: is so interesting because I mean I say this ad nauseum, but like they have great content. It's just like little things like if if you got rid of like just the little things like that, and then obviously some other stuff. They'd be per- – like, not perfect, but they'd be great. They'd be yeah. great. Um, anyway, back to the the, the topic at hand. Um, I, I just I just think that too many people are quick to go, Fox is shit, everything about him is shit. It's like some of our favourite yep. shows are on Fox, like Matty Johns, Brian Fletcher, Fletcher and Hindy. Um, you know, Cooper Cronk's analyst is unbelievable. Matty Johns and Cooper Cronk's is fantastic. Um, and
2: <laughs> even the shows that are – a lot of people don't like like three sixty. Like three sixty is exactly what it tells you it is. Yeah,
1: yeah, you you know, know what you're getting, going there yeah. for,
2: and if you're shocked when you get there, yeah, that's on you.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. You know what you're getting with that one. Uh, but yeah, and, and and also like, what it? But I like like some of the the pregame interviews they mm-hmm. do, and like some of the stuff Vaughn was doing, and then you've got Hannah Hollis there. Yeah, um, and the same with Nine. Did, as did well. you
3: see the Fox Sports uh, Indigenous Round promo video? Oh. It was, it was, I said to my housemate that it's the best video I've ever seen on Fox.
1: It, yeah. yeah, I think it was. And so You know what I mean? Like there's all those little things that I think we kind of take for granted a little bit yeah. that we just assume, oh, well, because I don't like one part of it, all of it. But they, uh, yeah, I think they do some really good stuff. And the same with Nine too. I actually think that Nine have improved drastically uh, the last couple of years. I think they've got great talent. I think, although the, the name of the show, 100% footy is like <laughs> so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the actual show itself is fantastic yeah. like I, I really like it uh, anyway back to the thing I had. is there anyone else in here uh, congratulations to Flegler and the squad Hamiso and Talungi being brought in Anything yeah he's else? the one
2: I want to talk about Murray yeah. what a good effort yeah like uh, if you would have shown me a Cowboys 1-7 at the start of the year and he wasn't in it you yeah. probably
1: wouldn't have been shocked yep
2: realistically uh, where he's come from And he had great flashes
1: last year He had these flashes, flashes where you yep. go Oh I can see it Big Relatively big winger Good finisher Great ball runner Good footwork But this year yep. He's been out Like he is really well, mate, really. The guy up.
2: above him Handled Tom Trevojevic Like Hammer handled Turbo In game three of last year We just spent the first The last six weeks going How do we get Hammer in this seam We can't drop Murray mm-hmm. yeah. Like credit to him I, I think it's good to see Hammer there as well I think that's a good That's a good one from Billy yeah. Slater
1: So we've looked at the both two squads. Actually, is there anyone else that you thought Queensland hard done by? Uh, No,
2: outside of that, those few there, I think Arrow's probably the hardest done by out of all of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the rest of it I'm pretty happy with. And even the guys that I wouldn't have picked that he has, I understand why he's done it and he's kind of won me over on a few too.
1: Yeah. I think that the one that's going to surprise a lot of people is the Benny Hunt and Harry Grant at 14. But I think they've got a specific... The more you uh, think plan. about it, the more it makes sense. Yeah, the more it like makes sense. I think, I think a few weeks ago, people like, Harry Grant's a lock, an absolute lock in that nine position. But when you look at Ben Hunt's body of work at Origin and you see what he's done at nine, you, so, you get it. So if, if
2: Fafita was fully fit, do you think he would have been in this side? Um,
1: Man. Probably. Yeah, I think he probably... Nanai. No, Nanai. No, probably, I'd probably no, 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 no. Yeah. Like
2: Mo wakers fully fit. Do you think he's in this side?
1: Probably not. Probably not. Oh, It'd be between him and Lindsay.
3: NRL.com have Mo awake back round 13, which is this week, with an ankle injury. So he
1: didn't play on the weekend, He the didn't play on, and on the, the no, 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 no. And fitness is a big yeah, key component, yeah, yeah. component this year in selections. Um, yeah, but outside of that, okay, we've seen both squads. Would you have it? What percentage would you have one winning and the other one losing right now?
2: Honestly, the only thing that separates them for me is that it's at Sydney. If
1: this was at Suncorp,
2: I would take Queensland. In Sydney, I'm going to take the Blues. Um, I think also in New South Wales, when you're playing at Sydney, this time of the year, it's always a dewy, close game. Kicking game is going to be super important. They've got the best kicker in the world for me, mm. Nathan Cleary. Uh, I think it's going to be super important. and I like, I, I do like the pack that New South Wales have picked. I like the guys that are going to be coming off the bench, like your Brian Madison. These sort of guys, at leg speed, and um, yeah, I, as I said, if it was in Queensland, mm. fuck, if game one was in Perth, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, I don't know. What I don't do. have Flip no coin, idea which seriously. way I'd go. But I'm going to say New South Wales, but I, I'm far from confident because I think Queensland have picked a good side. They're all in form. There's no one there that they've picked. So probably the one that I would say is maybe the most out of form. You can maybe say is KP, but I don't think he's playing as badly as
1: what people want to tell. Yeah, about. I don't think so either.
2: And I know he's going to deliver on this big stage. Yeah. I've no doubt about it. So New South Wales
1: solely because it's in Sydney. Where do you sit? Well, I'll ask Matty first. Where do you sit after seeing
3: these two squads? I'm still New South Wales. Obviously, I think and look, it's origin, so there's bias. I'm going to put that on the table. But at at the start, at the end of last year. After we won Game Two, I was like, "We're going to win the next ten in a row." Game Three last year, Queensland beat New South Wales, mm. twenty to eighteen. I think it was in Gold Coast. It was on the Goldie, yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking, I mean, Queensland should, shouldn't have got nearest that game, and they and they won, so that was a little bit concerning. Now, but I was still confident. Now with Turbo and Latrell dropping out, like that, those that was Player One and Player Two, or played two of our top three players last year and Safiti's out of form Daniel but I still reckon he would have got picked because he was the Blues best player in 2020 and our best forward last year in my opinion three big losses I reckon so it's going to be closer than we think but I agree I reckon Perth is going to be the decider I reckon Blues will win game one because in Sydney I think Blues have only won four something deciders in Suncorp so yeah I'll I'll tip the Blues for game one but it's going to be if it's close then fuck game two in Perth is going to be a cracker
1: mate i'm i'll give my uh my answer after this uh we are in every single celebrations bottle of portus liquor and ij plus liquor in new south wales and act plus we are 52 dollars in every bottle in new south wales and i'm going to do the 12 stores in spotlight Cronin's Liquor Gerringong, Paige Bottler ACT, Camperdown Cellars in Bronte and Darlinghurst, Charlie's Liquor Barn, All Stores, Supercellars Werribee, Victoria, Blacksland Cellars. Blacksland Cellars have been with us from the day dot, so go and support Blacksland Cellars. Yeronga Cellars, Reef Gateway, Early Beach, Club Hotel Roma, Harry Brown's Booval, Spa and Mascot, Helene Supermarket in Burwood. Now, I think a key for victory for uh, Queensland is absolutely DCE, Needs to just lay the platform for Munster. I think he needs to know that it's he's not playing at Manly where he needs to be very dominant and, and play do all the big plays and that. I think he needs to just be lay the foundation and allow Munster to... Because if, if DCE thinks he needs to be the same kind of player that he is at Manly, you've got too many cooks in the... Too many chefs in the kitchen or whatever. Like, I just yeah. think that Munster and him will clash. I think DC and I think Billy will make it pretty clear to DC. I just need you to use your massive kicking game, get us around the park. Then when we're getting good ball, whatever Munster needs and wants, just get him the ball. Uh, that's the key to victory. I personally think going into game one, I, I just think it's 50-50. Like, I really think it's 50-50. And I think that at the start of this year, most people would have thought New South Wales are going to win the next three series. I just they just had too many generational talents playing at one. You know, you could argue Teddy's one of the greatest fullbacks of all time. You could argue Tommy is one of the greatest friggin' players ever, had one of the best years. You could argue Latrell one of the best outside backs of all time. I think as Queensland's team's form has gone up, on top of that with the injuries in New South Wales, I think it's 50-50.
2: But mate, like I like I, I agree. I remember sitting there last year and everyone telling me New South Wales aren't going to win a series for X amount of time. They're going to blow it out of the park. This is what happens in Origin. Mm. This is exactly what happens. Everything evens up in Origin. Mm. You take out that team that had, uh, in my opinion, four to five immortals in their team, mm. and there's a bee's dick between them over thirty years' time. Yeah, this is I. Yeah, I, I think all New South Wales fans got a little bit carried away at the end of last year, to be yeah. honest with
1: you. Yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, it was a record win, and they're building some great things, but I, I just think that... I don't think people expected Queensland teams to improve this quickly over such a short period of and time. And,
2: with, with the change in rules, too, like, those rules were so suited to the New South Wales side last year.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: You played on... Far, we went up to North Queensland. It was a, Yes, it was in Queensland, but it was a fast track. Yeah. Gold Coast was the same. Like, I, I reckon they're the two best... It's turf to play rugby league on if you're yeah. going to play fast.
3: Also, uh, second is Storm, third is Cowboys, fourth is Broncos, all Queensland dominated teams Yeah, in the NRL right now. So yeah. that obviously helps Queensland. Their players oh, are in form. In winning teams.
1: It's, um, yeah, look, it's, it's, it, I just can't believe how quickly the Queensland teams have improved. Mm. Like we're talking about teams with frigging 14th and 15th last year. They're now in the top three, the top four, and it's halfway through the year. Anyway, um, now on to. Team of the week for the week. Now, with the match reviews, we'll probably be a bit shorter just because, obviously, we just had that massive segment for Origin. We don't want to be here for six or seven hours. I know you guys probably fall asleep listening to us. Um, So the review of each game will be – we'll try to streamline it a little bit. Now, my team of the week, Tedesco at fullback, Simonson on the wing, Herbie in the centres, Tuala, I thought he was great for the Knights, Alex Johnson on the wing for uh, Rabos was outstanding – Really hard selection this one, but I chose Brown just pipping Munster only because Munster's been there and done it. Like, we know Munster's the man. We know he's a gun. He's incredible. Whereas Brown, he's still only 21 years old. Like, this guy's still only 21 years old. And I don't think Eels win that game without Brown on the field. Mm. Uh, so Brown gets a six, but special mention Munster. At seven, I had Mam. Now, I I picked Mam because of the... Everything around it. Like, it's his second game of NRL. It's a derby. Uh, he had a try assist, a try. It's Indigenous round. A year ago, he was literally doing the pre-ceremony for Indigenous How round.
2: That's crazy. I, I had no idea of that until you posted it. Crazy, That's eh? unbelievable. Incredible. That's Inc- one of the great rugby league
1: stories. Oh, he's, he's doing the pre-game ritual. From
2: entertainment to halfback.
1: Then he becomes the halfback That's... and helps lead him to a victory. I also thought, yes, he had a few missed tackles. And Fafita bumped him off once. But I thought his defense was actually really bloody good. There was a few times where Mam tackled for feeder one-on-one. So I had Mam at seven, just because of the whole circumstance, everything around the game. You know, this is a Broncos team of six in a row without Reynolds. Two of the games have been without Reynolds. Um, Then I had uh, Fisher-Harris at eight, Cook at nine, uh, Cotter at 10, Kikau at 11, Frizzell at 12, Carrigan at 13. I had Milford at 14. I think Milford's been really good. I really do. Yes, he ran out of gas a bit, but that's to be expected. Um, Tino at 15, Clemmer at 16, Cody Walker at 17, and Edwards at 18.
2: This is good. Our teams are pretty different for a lot of it. I had Teddy at fullback, uh, AJ on one wing. I went with Daniel Tupin on the other side. I thought he was great against Cronulla. My centers were Herbie and Campbell Graham up front. Oh, sorry, in the halves. I went Luke Keery at six, mate. I thought that he was great for the Roost. thought it was his best game in a long time. Seven, I was torn between Ezra, as you said, or Mitch Moses. I thought he came up with a couple of really good plays mm. for power in that game. <clears throat> my front row, I had Rhea Hargroves and Cotter. I had Happy Curacao in the nine. I thought his first half was incredible for the Panthers, should have led to more points. Angus Crichton and Sean Lane in my back row with Isaiah Yale at 13. And then my bench, I went Munster, Murray, Nanai, and I went Big Tino. Big Tino.